how you are in the world matters. Overwhelm is inevitable and optional. It's time to listen up and make it optional for you. Hello, how are you doing? So this week's episode is all about the one minute mark, as promised. So what on earth is the one minute mark? Well, I didn't name it that because <laughs> that feels quite egotistical, doesn't it? Um, I just cre- I created um, a four minute neutral noticing practice, which I will explain what that is in a minute. And then somebody asked me to make it one minute because they didn't have time for four minutes and they loved it. So then I made it one minute and then it went out into the world. And then somebody said, "Ah, it should be the one minute mark. So there we are. (laughs) Kind of that's a potted history. But more importantly, what is it? What is the one minute mark? Because I know so many people who are embedding it into their lives, which I'm blown away by. You know, it's interesting, isn't it, that we we do things in life and we're not always aware of of how that's going to impact and go out into the world. So it takes a lot of courage for me to do this kind of thing. And it's just absolutely lovely and it's unexpectedly lovely. It's it's deeply humbling and really, really empowering for me to hear that a one minute recording of my voice, which isn't obviously just a recording of my voice, there's a lot of knowledge and skills and wisdom that has been poured into that one minute. It's it's not easy to create something big into a a one minute audio so it is the ultimate tiny huge life-changing practice so tiny as in it's only a minute you have one minute I don't care what your excuse is you have one minute you can find one minute um and it's huge because it has the capacity to change your life it has the capacity for so much so some of which I'm going to go through today. I'm not going to go through everything because that would be overwhelming, which is the opposite of this podcast. And giving you tons of information isn't actually helpful. But I am going to teach you it. And I am going to point out some of the ways you might like to use it and approach it. And then I'm going to give you some of the the kind of traps that, that we fall into when we, when we have tools like this. So the one minute mark is a meditative, body mindfulness, self-awareness kind of practice. Um, It comes from my own knowledge and experience of meditating, yoga, Buddhist philosophy, positive psychology, the study of um, the effects of meditation in the West. So I'm not going to go into all my qualifications to to get here, but I am a a trained Zen yoga teacher. So I retrained with a Zen master, Daizan Roshi. um, And also I have a psychology degree and positive psychology certificate. So there's a lot, there's a lot of knowledge and, and skills poured into this. So anyway, it doesn't really matter. What matters most is, is this helpful for you? So I'm going to take you through the practice. It might overrun because it's really hard to keep it to a minute and it took a lot to to do the recording. But you can grab the recording for yourself anyway. Thank you, Rosie. Lovely snore. So if you're ready, then I'm going to invite you to close your eyes just just for a moment. So you obviously can't do this if that would be inappropriate. So driving, etc. So just find some space for yourself and you can do this if there's busyness around you. 
it's not as easy to practice that way. But, you know, it's better to just do it than than to wait until there's this supposed perfect moment of calm. Because the whole point is the one minute mark is designed to be used throughout your day. And I bet your day doesn't have lots of moments of perfect calm, which is why you want the one minute mark. So whatever you're doing, just stop for a moment. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes because it's easier if you don't want to keep them open. It's up to you. You can be sitting, standing, lying down. It doesn't matter. Just pause for a moment and send all of your awareness down to your feet. Feel your feet on the ground. Allow your belly to soften if it wants to. And if it don't, doesn't, that's okay. Just notice. Notice how you feel. And whenever you realise that your attention has been hijacked by external distractions or by your mind, gently but firmly place all of your attention in your feet. Feel your feet on the ground, softening belly or not. Maybe allow your shoulders to move away from your ears if they want to. And if they don't, that's okay. Just notice that too. Feel your feet on the ground, softening belly or not. Shoulders moving away from your ears or not. And notice. Notice how you feel and however you feel is however you feel and that's okay. Just notice completely neutrally physical sensations in the body, the busyness or otherwise of the mind, the busyness or otherwise of your surroundings. Just notice how you feel without trying to change anything. Without trying to achieve anything, don't even try to relax. Don't try to control anything. Just notice completely neutrally how you feel in this moment. When you're ready without any hurry, I invite you to open your eyes and then pause for a moment and notice how you feel. So... That's neutral noticing, noticing completely neutrally what's going on for you. And the advantage of pulling your attention out of the external environment when you're busy and into yourself in a way that is nourishing, immediately ups your self-care. It immediately allows you to connect with yourself and listen to any valuable information. So I'm going to start to unpick the one minute mark so you can have an idea of what's going on. But I'm not I'm going to try to resist giving you all of the kind of intellectual stuff behind it, because the problem is that what we're trying to do here is get out of the mind just to take a break from the mind. And if I give you too much information, it could possibly make it trickier to do that, because what happens is the mind then gets involved with shoulds and oughts. So this ought to be doing this for you. You ought to be feeling calmer. You ought to be feeling better. This doesn't feel very good. What's wrong with me? I'm not very good at this. Can you see? But if I give you nothing, (laughs) then you might 
not be convinced to try it. And I also want to take you through some of the things that can go wrong. And I don't mean you can do it wrong because you can't do it wrong. I mean, some of the ways your mind can trip you up so that you're not you're just making it harder for yourself. So. The one minute mark immediately that just committing to it is a commitment to yourself. And this is important. In the day when you're swept up by the demands of your life, the world around you, by other people's demands, by the demands of your next goal that's really important to you, whatever it is, by distractions. And this world is so easy to be distracted by. You know, all of the things that are supposed to help us are now programmed to distract us. So there's so much stuff to pull you away from yourself, to to make it difficult to remember who you are and what you love and what you need and what nourishes you and and the fact that actually you are surrounded by joy and nourishment and love all the time. Often we feel separate from that. We can't feel it. So so the, the one minute mark is really just about coming home to yourself in a very short period of time. Now, people usually recommend for meditation that you, you know, you set a time every day, usually early in the morning, because it's a lovely way. It can be a lovely way to start your day. And that works. It can work. It can be great. I'm not not recommending meditation, but I know for myself at, at points when I've been really, really overwhelmed and exhausted, it's not been easy. I've not found it nourishing. I found it another thing to beat myself up with you know I should be getting out of bed earlier and even if I shortened the the length of the meditation it wasn't the length of the meditation that that was the problem for me it was the way I was doing it so it was my expectations it was my I ought to be doing it this and also the fact that I thought it ought to help me cope with stress and this is a big problem I believe in the west when we've taken something which to me is fundamental to life and and actually is just a natural human state like it's not difficult to get out of your head into your body and feel connected to yourself it's not difficult I fundamentally believe it it doesn't need to be seen as some huge skill to be strived towards this is this can be another block another trick of the mind you know I need to get up at 5am and sit on a cushion for 25 minutes can become Another thing, if I don't do that, then I can't get what I want, which is this state of connection. And, yeah, I have this rebellion against anything that disempowers you from from accessing that natural human state. Really important to me. So neutral noticing. Yes, it's a it's a meditative body mindfulness technique. I didn't exactly name it. It came out of. It came out of my work and then I thought, well, what is it? Noticing completely neutrally what you're doing. So it's it's become neutral noticing. I don't know if it's a great name. I don't really care. It works. So as soon as you make a commitment, that shifts things. Because what you're saying is I'm going to squeeze these tiny minutes, these tiny moments for myself. And whether you you manage it or not, it does matter, but it, it doesn't matter in that the, the very act of saying, I want to do this, of committing to yourself, that changes your life immediately. Because what you're saying is, even if it took you years to get around to it, what you're saying is, I want this. I want this connection with myself. I want to be able 
to take a break from the busyness of my mind. I want to be able to listen to my body. I want that. I'm going to commit to it. Now, whether you then follow through is another thing. I don't think I can make it any easier. If you if you can if there's anything I can do to make it easier to you for you, let me know. You know, I'm I'm looking at um, running a free training um, in July. So if there's something that you'd like me to do it on, just drop me a line. You know, just tell me because I'm really really interested in in how to make this easier for you. So the one minute mark, the best way to um, embed it into your life because it needs to be what what we want is to make everything easy so changing habits is hard because habits are great habits allow us to run on autopilot if we didn't run on autopilot god if we had to like engage our brain in a major way every time we put our shoes on or cleaned our teeth or did you know all of the things we need to do god we'd never like we literally would be stuck we'd be useless absolutely useless so we have these habits which the you know the brain sets up as like high-speed motorways because they're used over and over again and it's like the little roads get big wider and wider and better and better if you want to change that yeah it kind of hurts your head a bit because literally you're rewiring your brain but know this everything you do rewires your brain your brain is amazing it's constantly um pruning um connections and, and building new connections and that kind of stuff that's what the that's neuroplasticity that's what the brain does it's great it's really really adaptable so use this to your advantage first of all it's only one minute so as soon as what tends to happen when we want to create a change is the mind will get involved with well there's no way I can fit that in well that's why it's one minute it's one minute you have one minute so I would get hold of the audio I'll put the link in the show notes and then set it up for committing to do it on the hour every hour you won't do it on the hour every hour Not unless you had like a special day, which you could do if you do that. Brilliant. But in general, set it up for that and then it will happen a few times a day. And a few times a day is awesome. And then you'll start to find when it fits in, when it becomes easiest, when it becomes. Oh, yeah, that's when I do my one minute mark. So I have people who do it first thing in the morning when they're boiling the kettle. Um, some people do it between meetings. Really, really helpful. There's all sorts of ways, but but it doesn't matter. It matters that you get out of your own way and you commit to it. It's only one minute. There are literally no excuses. I'm not interested. There are no there. If, if you can't find one minute, I can't help you because committing to yourself for one minute isn't difficult. It's a decision. So give it a go. If after a week it's not for you, you know, if if it just if my voice actually, if my voice irritated you, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Go and listen to somebody's podcast whose voice lifts your day. So it, there isn't a reason not to do it as far as I'm concerned. Right. I feel like I'm nagging now. I'm not going to nag. I really, really want you to have this deep sense of connection to yourself, this ability to just tune out of the world when it's pressurizing you and your mind when it's overwhelmed I want you to have this it's so nourishing please give it a go right so get hold of it schedule it on the hour every hour for five days seven days whatever just get on with it and then expect to make it part of your life what tends to happen is um people like it to start with 
because it tends to reset the nervous system. So what we're doing is as soon as we take the attention out of the mind or the busyness around us and into the feet, the, it tends to start to reset the nervous system. Just tends to. It doesn't mean it always will because it won't always because it's not designed to do that. All you are doing is noticing completely neutrally how you feel. You are moving your attention from the busy external world, the busyness of your mind into your body. That's it. It's not designed to do anything. And this is really important because as soon as we have expectations, we make it harder. So always bring a beginner's mind. So this is one of the traps. People do it and they go, oh, the God, that feels so nice. I feel so much better. And then they do it a few times and they feel great. And then one day they do it and they don't. And they're like, well, it doesn't work for me anymore. It's because it's not supposed to reset your nervous system. It tends to reset your nervous system. But the resetting of your nervous system, if you notice, is not by changing the breath. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, there's a lot of breath work being taught. And that's great if that's appropriate for you. But this is deliberately not doing anything. This is allowing the belly to soften. When you allow, a lot of us carry quite a lot of tension in the belly. Allowing the belly to soften allows the breath to drop if it wants to. And this is important. This is deeply respectful of the body. So if you think at the moment, we're kind of in a situation where there's a lot of advice saying, you know, people are breathing wrong. And yes, (laughs) there's a lot of people very, you know, in a, in a constant stress alert system and the breath tends to be in the chest. Yes, we can all breathe better and you can do yoga breathing and all sorts of things. Great. But my issue is not that that's not good, but my, I want to step it back a bit and empower you. If you believe that you're not breathing properly and that you need to learn to breathe better, that adds to your, I need to be better at breathing. And my problem there is, You know how to breathe. You have a body that knows exactly what to do. Your body is amazing. And when you allow the body to do what it needs to do, when you give it space to reset itself, it does automatically. The breath just starts to become fuller and deeper. There's nothing you need to do. Your body is amazing. Your body is a miracle. There's so much we don't know about the body. It doesn't matter what. Medical science is amazing in lots of ways, but the body is this incredible self-healing machine. It's just amazing. So the one-minute mark allows the body to reset. It allows the nervous system to get out of this high alert stress state and just reset. And the more you do it and the more you're able to allow and trust the body and and connect to the body, the more it happens and it becomes easier. But if you expect it to become easy and if you try really, really hard to allow your breath, you can't try to allow. You have to just allow. And the best way to allow is just to notice and to notice neutrally. Because the neutrality is so important. The neutrality is a curiosity, a lack of judgment, a lack of trying, a lack of trying to control, a lack of pushing and trying to be better, a lack of trying to achieve. It just is. Oh, I noticed that my belly doesn't want to soften. 
and that's okay. That's how it is at the moment for me. And, and you might consider later, oh, I've noticed for a few days this week that my belly's really not wanted to soften. I wonder why. You can use that if you choose to get the mind involved. You can choose to say, right, my body is telling me there's some tension. What can I do about this stress? Where is it coming from? Where am I allowing myself to be pressured by somebody else? Or where am I pressuring myself? Is there something I need to do more slowly, let go of? Do I need to create more short moments in my life for nourishing connection or not? It, it's This isn't about adding to your to-do list with, oh my God, there's all of these things wrong. There's all of these weird physical sensations in my body. There's obviously something I need to fix. No, this is not about doing. This is about noticing completely neutrally how you are. So what does the one minute mark do apart from that? In a nutshell, it teaches you how to control your attention because you are deliberately moving your attention from external circumstances and from the busyness of your mind or not, whatever your mind's up to, into your body. And then you're moving your attention around your body. And what will happen is, so in the one minute one, it goes feet, belly, shoulders, feet, belly, shoulders. Um, but what's actually happening is feet, mind, feet, external distraction, feet, belly, mind, belly, external distraction, feet, belly, external distraction, mind, judging, shoulders. Oh, they're really tight that you're back in your mind. And it's that every time you notice that either you're not doing um, the one minute mark. I don't mean you're not doing it. I mean, either your attention isn't where the, the recording is saying to be in your feet, your belly or, or your shoulders. Or and or you might notice there's this kind of layer. And in the end, you can notice more and more and more. And it's, it's absolutely fascinating what goes on in that one minute. So. The audio is going feet, belly, shoulders, but your attention's actually going in and out of your body, um, in in and out of you know mind, body, and and body external distractions, and then you can notice that the mind goes forward in time and it goes backwards in time, and it can even leave the room and go across the globe. You know the mind moves really fast, much faster than the body, and deliberately controlling your attention rather than your mind is great because, yeah, we'd all like to be able to control our minds. But um, as Dai Zanrishi, um, the Zen master I trained with, said when I interviewed him, you can check out his podcast episode. He said, why would you want to control the mind? What? It's, it's like trying to control the dance of life, dancing with life. So just noticing, oh, this is what my mind's up to today. Oh, mind, you're really judging and naggy today mind you seem to be in a calmer better mood you know you can have that relationship with your mind where instead of seeing the mind as this disaster zone because pretty much it is you know a lot of the time it is a disaster zone as in it's highlighting potential disaster to keep you safe but we tend to think oh my god my mind's a nightmare well your mind is just keeping you safe and, and having this relationship with your mind where instead of trying to control it you just find it interesting curious helpful helpful in a slightly alarmist way <laughs> you know and, and so it's not that we don't want um it's not that we don't want the mind to set off the high alert state it's that we want to be able to 
return to the body and notice that there's more information. So your mind has a lot to say about your life and it's really helpful. It's really helpful to be able to rationalise, plan, discuss. You know, using your mind is essential. But the thing is, in the West, we tend to overuse the mind. So particularly those of us who have studied a lot, you know, it's, it's very easy to get stuck in words, concepts, intellectual concepts. And that is fascinating. It is. It's, it's delicious. You know, for those of us who love books and reading and academic research, it's amazing. But the problem is getting stuck there and being disconnected from the body. So the body has a lot of useful stuff to say in terms of health, in terms of resetting the nervous system, in terms of inner guidance and intuition. So the gut and the heart and feeling in your bones. There's a lot of useful information there that we need to start, I believe, very strongly we need to start accessing again if we want better health and if we want to live in a way that honours who we are and makes the world a better place by, you know, by us being happier, we make the world a better place. By being able to bring kindness and and not be so emotionally reactive and, and, you know, to, to just be our best selves in the world, that changes the world. In, in unexpected, unexpected ways, because at home, everything's nicer. So being able to control the attention so we're not being constantly hijacked by the mind is really important. Being able to listen to the body does so much, so much. And then also being able to connect to your heart. Now, this is this is what I mean by this place of deep connection It's like this is who I am. And from this place, I can notice the storms around me. I can notice the joy around me. I can notice how busy my mind is. I can notice the aches and pains and excitement and energy in my body. And and I am just here watching that. I'm connected to myself. I take all of it into account, but I'm okay. Regardless of what's going on, I'm there. I can see it. And This place of deep connection where we can really listen to ourselves, when we can pause, it's it's just so essential, I believe, for living more skillfully. It's definitely what I've been taught, what I've read, what I've picked up, and it's what I use all of the time now. And I look back at times when, when I tried so, so hard to to find this answer for myself how do I live in a way that allows me to be really healthy gives me the courage to really follow my heart to love fully to live fully to to remember how to laugh even and have fun and switch off even when I'm you know highly excited about an academic or a work goal and you know I've been dancing with this my whole life and now having gone through painful shameful experience of burnout losing a career I loved and pouring all of this into deliberately setting my life up so that my business demands that I do exactly (laughs) what I'm teaching which is that I listen to my body that I control my attention that I stay connected to my heart my purpose and that I don't overwork but I don't push myself temporarily to set up my business and that has not been an easy journey because my default pattern is to just work really hard I love working but I've learned by 53 that 
not only is the cost too high that it damages my relationships and my health, but also it's a nonsense because we can't when we temporarily put our real selves, our real needs to one side in order to get something, achieve something. We've then somehow got to once we've reached this new goal, we've somehow got to reintegrate. And the problem there is that in the sacrifice in order to reach that goal, we've lost parts of ourselves that are essential. We're bringing them back. Well, the life we've set up doesn't really work. So then we've got this huge imbalance. So for me, it's about how do you achieve enormous, exciting goals and at the same time, get to know yourself better, get to love yourself better, get to just really accept yourself more how how do we do that and to me it's neutral noticing so the one minute mark to me just distills so much so much into one minute so that's the kind of that's an overview i could do an entire course but i'm thinking of doing an entire course just on neutral noticing because it's an integral part of get your life back my um big course it's integral it's an integral part of all of my work it's integral part of how i myself live and build my business it's always coming back to this place of connection how can i do this it's about how i am in the world it's about how you are in the world how am i listening to my body honoring what my body needs the nourishment i need am i really listening and connected to my heart is this my passion my purpose is this what fills me or am i off course am i doing something where my boundaries have been crossed and it's not easy is it to to work out the difference between a boundary crossed and, and pushing a limit as in living more fully it's not easy but actually it gets easier because when something feels deeply off, there are always signs, always signs in hindsight. So, yes, I still, I'm still going to mess up. This is where I am now. Yes, I'm still going to mess up, but it's about course correcting faster. And it's about, for me now, when I make big decisions, it's about really connecting, really listening to my gut and my heart. And I notice that. There are people who who I follow to do with my business who rationally my mind is saying, well, that makes sense. That's what you need next. But it feels wrong. This feels off. And then I have to examine, well, is that because I'm scared of the next level of my business and my life? Or is it that it's just not for me? And for me, what I found really empowering with neutral noticing is I'm genuinely able to to study that and see how it feels in the body and the heart and listen to the mind with all of its, you know, oughts and shoulds, etc., and its warnings, and then just very gently say, no, this is not for me. This is not for me. So I've actually reached a stage now where I'm practicing this kind of mantra of, because there's a lot of fear and, and anxiety um, around the present situation in the world and I've really struggled with how to find um, news and information that is unbiased and doesn't create fear and anxiety because anything that creates fear and anxiety is not for me 
I want to feel empowered. I want to feel that there is a way forward that, that honours who I am, that, that allows me to listen to my body and my heart and do what's right for me and, and, and the world. You know, what's right for all of us, what, what honours who we are as humans. So for me, this mantra of getting out, you know, getting out of my head and into my body, really, really listening deeply and, and moving from there, I've come to the conclusion that anything that creates fear and anxiety is not for me. And that I find that really helpful for getting rid of a lot of overwhelm, a lot of, OK, that's not for me. <laughs> I have a choice. I can listen to that. I can read that. I can you know, hang out with that person, listen to that music, watch that television channel, read that bit of news or not. So neutral noticing is about navigation skillfully through life with real deep respect for the body and what it needs to be energized and healthy and with the daring and courage to listen to your heart and say actually what I really want today or this year this month whatever yeah so neutral noticing is it for you was only one way to find out. <laughs> the one minute mark is the fastest, easiest, simplest way to embed neutral noticing into your life. I have people constantly contact me to say that they're using the one minute mark long after I spoke to them about it or long after they downloaded it. And I'm touched by that. And I would like you to have the opportunity to decide whether it's for you. So uh, click the link in the show notes. And yeah, on the hour, every hour for five days, see what happens. Keep it neutral and curious and playful. Enjoy. It's just an opportunity. It's just for you. To find out more about my tiny, huge, life-changing practices, please visit www.heidimark.co.uk.